Hello and welcome. It's Basement Tapes, Drive Time, whatever you want to call it. Here we are, Hoopstradamus Podcast, Adam Shalfu, joined by Brandon Blakeney, and we're going for a drive. And we are recording this podcast from the car, Secret Basement Tapes, talking about the NBA Draft, Drive Time, Volume 1. Brandon, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm alive and healthy. Hype about some hoops. It's crazy, man. We're in the offseason, but we're talking about the NBA more than ever. And rightfully so. A lot of moves have been made. A lot of new faces in new places. And we got to start with the young guns. I feel like, you know, it's even though the summer league's underway, there's a lot of, we don't know until we see these guys in at least preseason it's very early, but what are your early impressions on the draft itself and what you've seen so far out of some of these young guns? No, I absolutely agree, Adam. You know, we've seen guys struggle in the summer league and go on to become NBA All-Stars. So you can't take a whole lot away from summer league. It is just July. But as far as the draft, man, I think a lot of teams did really good. Uh, first off, I think the Detroit Pistons did amazing, not only drafting, but adding quality pieces to their core. They're going to complement the guys that they already have in place, Kate Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and those guys um, will have, you know, more young talent, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, who the Hornets, you know, me being a North Carolina guy, I was very interested to see that the Hornets, you know, with two lottery picks, the, the it kind of bothered me, Adam. I'm not going to lie. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense that they went and drafted Jaden Ivey with the first lottery pick, then moved him, traded him for a future first-round pick, which I get because they didn't have a pick in the next draft. Is it in the next draft? Yeah, I believe it's in the 2023. It'll be a first-round pick that they get a chance to, you know, because they didn't have any. For the Hornets. For the Hornets. Because, yeah, they didn't have any. But I think Mark Williams is the better option. Um, just his skill set, being seven feet tall, being able to be that rim runner for LaMelo Ball. Uh, you know, they didn't really have a rim protector last year or the last several years either. So I think, you know, he'll fit the system better um, with his skill set. But I really like what the Pistons did, going back to my original point. I think Durant's talented. He, he kind of puts you in the mind frame of Bam Adebayo. I know those comparisons have been out there. And Adam, I mean, who wouldn't want to have a guy like that on the roster? So I get it. Um, an, another team, I think the Houston Rockets did well as well. I think, you know, some people had them taking Jabari Smith, the power forward slash wing out of Auburn, but they went and took the best player available, in my opinion, in Paulo Banchero, who we got to see do his thing during the NCAA tournament, but at Duke as well, all season long had him. Um, I think, you know, with Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., who's a guy that played for the Cavs, who's also a team that I monitor, you know, they've got a good backcourt in place. Now they add that wing who can guard multiple positions and can also really just score it at all three levels. So I really like what they did as well. Um, Portland Trailblazers um, getting the kids sharp. Uh, Shaden out of Kentucky. Number one player in high school, pretty much instead of going senior year at his high school, took the time to go to Kentucky, red shirt, and then pretty much entered the draft so nobody's seen him play since AAU which I think you know 
maybe alarmed some teams, but the Blazers pulled a trigger, and, and I feel like it's interesting because with Dame, they're in a kind of a win-now situation, but they've got Simons, who we've talked about, Adam, who I've been big on, had a big end to, towards the season when Dame went out. Um, so I think they added more backcourt depth to replace C.J. McCollum. So those are some teams that I think really did themselves justice in the draft. Well, I got to stop you right here with the Portland Trailblazers. So Portland Trailblazers are in a unique situation where uh, they're probably a playoff team last year, at least a play-in team with Portland Trailblazers. A uh, lot of roster shakeups. C.J. McCollum is gone. Uh, and then... You know, they make the trade for Jeremy Grant. Nurkic is back, uh, but kind of a different cast there at Simons. Uh, seems like this is the most teams kind of like responsibility-wise put on Josh Hart. Yeah. Do you think that the Portland Trailblazers are a playoff team? Yeah, I think so at full health. I think, too, um, they should try to get another star in to pair with Dame. Like, they could make a run right now. We, I think that a good recipe to follow would be kind of how the Suns did things. You know, they built through the draft. Portland had a solid draft. And now, you know, you have pieces in your – I think they're $33 million under the salary cap. Like, you have the money. Go grab somebody. Like how the – like how Chris Paul and the Suns, you know, greet the terms. They need to go grab another star or another very complimentary piece to put next to Dame. And I think they really could do something. Interesting. So here's my problem with Portland. It's not even as much a problem with Portland as much as it's a compliment for the rest of the West. You look at the West right now. I don't think Portland, they might be the 10th, 11th best team. Like, I think they're a fringe play-in team right now. Just because the te- here's the teams who are better than the Trailblazers uh, in no particular order. The Warriors. The Suns, the Mavs, the Nuggets. Well, let me ask you this. If the Suns without Aiton, are they a better team? Than the Blazers, yeah. Okay. Like, I think that the Blazers right now, you look at that roster, like because there's more teams on this list. The Pelicans, you got a healthy Zion Williams. You have Jonas Valanciunas. You have ZJ McCollum. You have Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. You have Herbert Jones. Like You got pieces off the, br- the bench to, uh, you know, give you some depth, give you some scoring. Uh, a lot of three and deep pieces. Valanchunas is probably one of the more underrated guys in the league. I, I hated Memphis moved him, honestly. I agree. And that's Memphis, another team. So you got, like, how many teams can we name right now off the cuff we can agree on are better than the Blazers right now? Oh, I, I agree. Like, they're, they're definitely a play-in team. But that that also gives them a chance. Yeah, they got a chance. They got a chance. And Lillard's one of those guys where if they're in a play-in situation, he could steal it. Yeah, he's a closer. He absolutely is. Um, I think they just got to put some guys around him. And he kind of mentioned that actually in an interview not too long ago on uh, Club Shay Shay, a podcast I watch or listen to with Shannon Sharp. He kind of mentioned that. Like, you know, they got a lot of money. They got to go spend it. Do you think there's any, like, pieces maybe they should try to target? I think they need to go with somebody that can compliment Dame. Whether that's, you know, maybe they go out and 
I mean, they kind of drafted guard heavy in the draft, so maybe they go out and get somebody that plays next to Nurkic that can do some pick-and-roll work. Because I think Whiteside had some good moments with them. So, you know, maybe you go get a rim runner like that, um, you know, um, possibly maybe another guard. Um, a lot of them are getting, you know, bought up right now. But, you know, maybe they make a play at Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if they have the – I mean, they, they have some assets. Do they have enough assets? I don't know. But maybe they go after a Donovan Mitchell getting that sweepstakes. Um, I, I don't know if – I mean, even Dame not too long ago put something with him and KD on his IG story. You know, maybe it's crazy enough that they go after KD. I feel like everyone should – be trying to go after KD, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, I do think that uh, you kind of touched on him with the Donovan Mitchell stuff, but what do you think of the move with um, the guy uh, the in the Gobert trade? Sorry, total brain fart here. Oh, I honestly, I, Adam, you even were talking about it on Twitter, man. Like, oh, it kind of surprised me that Timberwolves Nation wasn't a little bit more hype. Like, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name in the trade? For for uh, the the center that the Timberwolves they traded, drafted, uh, they traded Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. Yeah. Walker Kessler, and I love that pickup for the Timberwolves. Absolutely. And it's it's interesting because, like, basically the Timberwolves just traded for, like, instead of, like, hey, this guy could be the next Mark Eaton, you know, Rudy Gobert, like, they're like, yo, let's get this guy. Let's get this elite rim protector who's already proven. And so they right. trade, like, the future potential defensive player of the year, the college defensive player of the year, for the three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, you have your franchise cornerstones in Aunt Edwards and Carltown, so you need to be in win-now mode. Um, you know, they haven't won a playoff series since I don't I don't know when. Neither one of us were anywhere near here when that happened last. I think it was 2004 with, honestly, Garnett when they went to the conference finals, lost to the Lakers. I honestly think so. So, you know, it's been over a decade since they've seen it. I think, you know, you have your guy in Ant Edwards. And I was just really stoked, to be honest with you, that they got this trade done without having to give up uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Now, let me flip this coin because everyone's talking about the Timberwolves. What do you think about the Jazz on the other end? You know, they get this young guy. Obviously, it's kind of well-known that there's a lot of swept-under-the-rug beef. You know, they're trying to, like, oh, it's fine, it's fine for I don't even know how long with Gobert and Mitchell, but clearly there were issues. So now you trade Gobert, you add the young piece in Walker Kessler. Yeah, I think... They're doing what teams in rebuild mode do. They hired a new coach, and they're giving him a clean slate of guys to start over with. It feels like uh, the the way they're, they're moving. You know, they got the coach that they wanted. They did a thorough uh, search, interviewed head coaches, G League coaches, college coaches, and found their guy. I think now they're going into full rebuild mode. They're going to clear cap space. They're going to clear the veterans. I think Donovan Mitchell's the next one to go. So you think Mitchell's going? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Positively. I I think that it's a given that he's going. Um, I feel like... I think that they're trying to build around him. 
like I think that they're they get rid of Gobert he's a little older but like I do think in in my opinion I think that the Utah Jazz are trying to I don't know but that that's the thing you do have Danny Ainge here and you look at some of the rebuilds he's done in the past so maybe they do he is trying to like see what they get can get for him but I would just be so surprised cuz Mitchell a young star in the league that would be crazy for me to see the Jazz like I, you got you can build around him. You can build around him. You don't have Rudy Gobert any anymore. I was actually surprised, like if they had to choose, that they chose Donovan Mitchell. Though I feel like guards with his skill set are are more common than bigs that can do what Rudy Gobert can do. Interesting. I interesting. Personally, probably would have kept Donovan Mitchell, but I'm just saying. You know, I feel like Rudy Gobert is going to be harder to replace. Interesting take there. Both rare talents. Um, interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. He's he's uh, Team Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I, I honestly, um, you know, the is it is it far fetched to say at least on paper we got to acknowledge that Timberwolves have the best front court in the league. When you look at Towns. And you look at Gobert, you could certainly make the case. And that's where we will leave you, folks. We will pick up on this conversation beginning right here with the Timberwolves in part two. Hoopstradamus, Basement Tapes, The Drive, volume one.